but uh, we're thankful for Brother Gayhart. We're thankful for this service. This is God's time. This is not my time. This is our time together. And that is the most important thing, is, is that we want to give God his time, and if he uses you to give a testimony, as long as it's not in the flesh, and I don't, I don't think that you're going to get in the flesh, you know what that means. If you've got an agenda, when you get up and you say something, then, well, that's probably not, that's not the Lord speaking, that's just yourself. But if God's asking you to do something, I don't want you to leave this service if God's asked you to do something, all right? Um, I definitely want to thank the Lord for his goodness to us and helping us through the, uh, the time with my mom, being at uh, Riverside. She's had a number of heart complications that we did not foresee, and, and so uh, God has been merciful, and we are truly thankful. God has been good to her. He's helped the doctor's hands, and he's given us the grace to do what we need to do. And we'll go ahead and bring uh, these thoughts tonight, uh, as the Lord has them. Uh, as we all know, we are going through a time of transition. And it's going to be hard on each one of us. It's going to be hard mentally. It's going to be hard physically. It is going to be hard emotionally. And it's going to be hard spiritually. And you know this, I don't have to tell you that the devil is going to be setting traps all around us. He is already plotting on what he's going to do after this service. And I don't think that any of you are going to be a vessel for him. I don't think that that's the case. But he's going to be plotting and he's going to be setting traps for you and I. He cannot see the future, but he sure can put enough, he can put enough snares in our path uh, to make an absolute mess. And it's important that we recall how God has led each and every one of us. We must, re- we must reach back to our precious times in the Lord and moments where our lives have been changed here. When Christ saved us, his goal is for a complete transformation of you and I into the image of his son. Every part of us, he has a plan for. Our mind, our soul, and our spirit. And he wants us, believe it or not, he wants each and every one of us to be happy. He wants us to be healthy, and above all, he wants us to be holy. And of that trio, I want to focus on the mind tonight. He wants to renew our minds. Most of you know and have heard the scripture, Romans, the 12th chapter. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I say, for the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, Philippians 2 and 5. You don't have to turn there, but it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ wants to possess my mind. He wants to shape our thoughts. He wants to shape our will. He wants to shape our desires, every single part of us. He wants to exchange our old life, the old life, the old Brother Gayhart, the old Casey Davis, as rotten as it might have been for the new life in Christ, Jesus living in me through the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk tonight uh, about part of the mind, which I want to address which is our memories. Memories are funny things. Science says that you have a long-term memory bank and a short-term memory bank. And sometimes I don't know which bank mine are in. But those are moments from the past. Some are good memories. 
Some are not so good memories. But I do want to go back to the book of Deuteronomy. If you can turn there. And Deuteronomy chapter 8. We'll start there. And just to give you a synopsis of what's happening, Moses has three separate addresses before he steps off the stage of action. The Israelites have come out of Egypt, and their 11-day journey turned into a 40-year wandering in the desert. And the Lord has been faithful to provide for them. They just made a mess of things. They rebelled, they were disobedient, and they were just unhappy. And they're on the east side of the Jordan River, and the Lord has made known to Moses that he's not crossing over due to his disobedience, and now Joshua is going to lead them over at the end of his life. So we'll start in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember... How the Lord your God led you all the way. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So here, the great command here given by Moses to the people is, remember every step of your journey, how the Lord led you for 40 years. That's an awful long time is 40 years, and he wants you to remember every single step that you've been on, every provision, every emergency that he supplied, every time that you were unfaithful. He showed patience, and he showed mercy. When you didn't know what you would eat, he and grumbled about that, he provided for you. How he provided when you didn't have water, and you grumbled, and how he provided water when you didn't know where to go in which way to go in in this trackless desert the pillar of fire by night the pillar of a cloud during the day remember how he led you through that remember that when you face certain enemies on your way up into Canaan land he gives you victory and he gave you victory over each and every one of them just remember that children of Israel keep thinking about that and keep thinking about your journey tonight and all that he's done for you and it's good admonition for all of us today we haven't been through 40 years in the desert but we've had our own lives and the Lord is saying to all of us tonight he never wants you to stop remembering he never wants you to stop remembering of what he has done for you it'll bring joy to your heart it'll bring joy to his heart remembering what God has done for you in the past will only strengthen you for the future the enemy does not like for us to think back on what the Lord has done for each and of us He wants to blot all of that out. He wants us to think nasty, negative, past thoughts. But he wants us, all that the devil wants, is he wants us to have a contaminated memory. But the Lord is gracious, saying, do you remember how things could have happened for you, but I didn't let them happen? Perhaps you were on the cusp of the whole thing blowing up, but I saved you. I saved you and I kept you. Is that not true for you? Maybe you didn't know where your next meal was coming from. Didn't I provide that for you? Maybe you needed a job. Maybe you just needed a friend. I provided to 
directions in ways you've never even imagined. Maybe you were sick and I got you through it. Do you remember that? A sanctified memory is a great blessing. A contaminated carnal memory is a curse on our lives. So Moses is saying, never stop remembering the journey that you've come on. Each and every one of us has a story. Don't we all have a story? Something that we've been through? How many of you have been through an emotional, mental, physical, maybe a financial ditch, and you didn't think that you could get out of it? But God got you out of it. Have you ever gone to bed at night and dreaded to see the next day? So oppressed by worry. So oppressed by anxiety. And the enemy has come over like a flood. Tempting and oppressing and attacking. But the Lord said no. (laughs) No further than that. Keep remembering that Moses says remember every detail. Every detail back to when you were young. And I think about that a lot. Have you ever had a close call? Who got you out of that? The Lord got you out. Moses is telling us, remember, remember, remember how the Lord led you. How he helped you. How he supplied you. How he delivered you. But notice, it's a sanctified memory because he's saying, remember how the Lord led you. You see God in memories. You see what God has done. And that's the difference. The difference between Christian thinking and modern day psychology. Psychotherapists today want you to go back. And I know that they have their place, so don't take this wrong. But they want you to go back. They want you to retrace your steps. They want to bring out every dark and horrible memory. What someone did to you or what you did to someone else. And they think that that's what liberates you. But God says, I want you to remember what I have done in your life. You'll never be full of pity. You'll be full of praise. You will not be a victim. You'll be full of, you will just be victorious through all of this. I can remember going back in my memories. I can remember when we were down in 4th Street. And these are things that come back to me when it comes down to, can God heal you? And I remember we were there on 4th Street and I don't know, I I don't know whether it was a Wednesday night or a Sunday night. And I I went, I was 14 years old and I, I I always believe that to, Honestly, for God to heal you, I believe that God wants to inspire you to be healed. And, and, and I, for whatever reason, at 14, I don't know how much of an experience I had at 14, but I said, I want to be prayed for. And I couldn't talk. I had laryngitis or pharyngitis or I had an itis. And, and I went down and I, I got prayed for. And I can remember going down Granville Street. To that place that where the driving school is. If you go from 4th Street all the way down to the Granville Street. And all the way where that driving school was. I can remember at that moment God touched me. And I was able to talk. And I, I think everybody else regretted that. But I was able to talk. And I'm thankful that God was able to move on me. I can remember down at Westerville camp meeting. I can remember, I, I don't know, it was a morning service. And I remember Brother Sherm singing. 
and it was the end of a service. And I don't know why. I, 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 was, I think I was sitting with some other folks, and, and man, God just was just working on me and working on me. I was probably 15 or 16 years old, and I can remember God just pelting me. And it was one of those moments where you're just hanging on for dear life. And you're hanging on to the front of that pew. And as a young man, young men are dumb. They're stupid. <laughs> I can testify to that. And, and you've got all these emotions and all of these hormones and all of these things going on. And, and I, I don't remember all of what I went down. I, I, I just, I got to the place to where I just went down to the altar and I probably was 15 or 16 years old. I can remember Brother George coming down to pray with me. But it was a point in my life where I know God moved on me and touched me at that point in time. I can remember during a camp meeting. I don't know how long ago it was, but I think it was on a Thursday night. And I can remember Brother Kelly. I, was, I remember where I was sitting over here and Brother Kelly came to the podium. And, and he was supposed to preach that night. But I can remember him saying... God's ready to do the preaching. I don't have to do the preaching. The song service went forth. And I can remember God's spirit richly moving in that service to where it just was so real. And you got to go back and hang on to those memories in which God has moved you and moved your life. In Philippians, the third chapter. It says in 12, verses 12 and 13, Philippians 3, 12 and 13, Not that I have already attained or I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to, be, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. The Bible has a number of paradoxes within itself. There's times where it says, you know, rest in the Lord, rest in the Lord. And there's other places where Paul says, well, I've run the race. Well, what do I do? Do I rest or do I run? Well, here's an opportunity where it says, do I remember or do I forget? Forgetting those things which are behind. Well, what am I supposed to do? Forget or remember? Well, it just depends. You remember the good thing. That the Lord has done for how he's brought you out. Forgetting what is behind, as Paul is saying. Don't look back. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't look behind you and interfere with your present progress or future efforts. He strained with every fiber of his being to keep moving forward to win the prize for which God had called him. And to win the race. To win the race. A runner must dismiss every single distraction from his mind. He must not rehash every single misstep in that race or dwell on the mistakes along his course. And here is where it gets tricky. Some have been paralyzed in their whole life by their memories. What someone did to you. What someone did to your family. What someone did to you at your job. What someone did to you at the supermarket. What someone did to you at school. What someone did to you at church. And how they acted or said things that hurt you. 
And you will replay those tapes in your head. And you will be paralyzed. I've been there. Have you been there? I can remember there was a, down in North Carolina, a, a brother and I had a, uh, what I would call an intense moment of fellowship. And I don't think it was too intense. I think I, in my mind, I built it up more than what it was. But it came down to every time that I saw him, that little light bulb went off in my head. Something's between you and him. Something's between you and him. And I got so tired of that. And I said, Lord, if you provide an opportunity... I'll take care of that. And we were down at North Carolina at a camp meeting down there. And I saw the brother, he was washing dishes. And God said, now's the time. And I went over and I put my arm around him. I said, brother, we had a moment. And it was hard. It was hard on both of us. But I said, if I've done something that hurts you, if I said something that hurts you, I'm sorry. And he said, Brother Casey, what are you talking about? <laughs> I've never done it. I, I don't re- if I've said anything to you, I'm sorry, but I don't remember. It's amazing how the devil will lay that on you, but at the same time, sometimes God wants you to be obedient when he wants you to go and do something. I know that Brother Nathan shared with us. There's things that happen to each and every one of us. And it's replayed in my mind multiple times what he said. We all get shot. There's times when we all get hurt. And there's times when God wants to use that hurt. And he wants to transform that into a blessing. One of the wisdoms that God has given us is what to remember and what to forget. And if you start thinking about yourself and how bad things have been and what you've done, you will go sideways and you will get stuck. You live where you can't forgive yourself. Perhaps all that guilt keeps rearing its ugly head and you will get in a rut and you will go into despair. How many people in your life have you met that are consumed with bitterness? They suck on lemons all day long, and then you say something to them, and they don't even know what a lemon is. But you know, you know, they know. Perhaps you're so mad at that person or that family or that group or what society has done to you. Maybe it's an employer. I, uh, I mentioned one name to a family member. And it's like they grow a third eye. And they're ready to mentally stab me. Now the ornery side of me if you know me, I like I I I don't mind to pick, but I gotta be careful with that. 
It's best not to provoke. I think the Lord's word says something about that, so we've got to be real careful. But nevertheless, that bitterness, tell me how that helps any of us. I am thankful for victory. I've heard people say, I'm justified to get angry. Jesus was angry. But yeah, I have to remind people, you're not Jesus. And James tells us that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Notice Moses said something after he asked them to remember. He said, he humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna. He humbled you so you would have nowhere else to go but him. God is continually permitting us to get in situations where we have nowhere else to turn but to him. Like at the Red Sea, there's water in front of them. There's an army behind them. They've got mountains on the sides. But there's nothing like the moment when God says, I've been waiting for this moment. And when God says, I've been waiting for this moment, it's amazing what he can do. David hit that moment multiple times throughout the Psalms. There's no way out of this, but through you, Lord. Oh God, do it for me, please. Please fulfill your word. You said in your word to call upon you in the day of trouble, and I will answer you. Remember the hardships And remember how God brought you through. Remember every nook and every cranny in your history of what the Lord has done for you. Remember each one of it and how he turned the page for you. Even the heartbreak moments that we've had, he's turned them into something valuable for each one of our lives. We should never forget what the Lord has done. What the Lord has done. Now when you were in the desert... You had nothing but the Lord, and you remember how he helped you. Don't forget God in hardship, looking back on your life. Remember every little blessing that is given to you, especially right now. The enemies of sheep, and recently I've studied, I don't ever want to be a sheep farmer, but I've studied more about sheep recently then I think I, I, I've just been curious uh, you know everything that happens with the sheep and how the uh, relating it to the Psalm Psalm 23 and all of the different dimensions of that and and I've just studied quite a bit about sheep but I do know this the enemies of sheep do not take on the whole flock they do not take on everybody at the same time all of the sheep at the same time they target and they separate any sheep that they can and get it away from the rest of them. Both weak and strong ones. But it's all how we think about and what God tonight might be speaking to you about. Letting memories go, letting poison go, forget those things that won't help us but remembering the pure goodness of God. 
I thought back to last week's service and the prayer service on Sunday night. I thought about how Sister Anita talked about God's impression on her at the right time. And it was time to pray. I thought about a variety of you had different close calls with, with the vehicle. I thought about Jess and Adam's testimonies last week. And where they were. And how God delivered them. I thought about Sister Jenny's testimony on, on Sunday. Those are things that you and I can feed off of. And I believe God wants each one of us to remember how God has led us through. Remember our times together. Remember the people that are in these pews. If you're looking at them and remembering how they've influenced you or helped you or strengthened you or brought you to a new place or encouraged you, it's good to just look around and remember the people that have affected your life. There's people that I'll go back to a time when we had a Bible study over at George and Iva's. It was when they had just first came here. And I, and I go back to um, a letter that, that Brother Brock had shared during that time. And, and they, they, they asked us to bring somebody that had impacted us. And, and I hope I'm not you know, embarrassing Brock or anything. But he, 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 he did a, an absolutely beautiful letter. And it talked about different saints that have impacted him in his life. Some have went on. Some are still here. But it's amazing when you look across this audience and you look to those that are no longer here. And, and I, I, I look here and I, I, I go back to, I look back to Brother Arnold. And I thank you for giving to the Lord. He had a burden for youth camp. And he affected, he affected me. I'm sure he affected Justin, Chad, Brock, different ones, Brian. And I thank you for giving to the Lord. I appreciate all of the saints of God. And it's through this time when we must remember and go back to those memories and remember how God led each and every one of you in your steps. Amen. That's all I had.